You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. All right, everybody, we're back from that quick break. Uh, and Nick, we were just talking about Russell Wilson, and I wanted to ask you because you're you're the football guy here, right? You 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 know football better than, than I do in terms of schematics. How does Russell Wilson fit into what Sean Payton did in New Orleans? I mean, you look at the statistics. Obviously, Drew Brees was prolific with Sean Payton. Uh, that offense was, I think, that in his 15 years, it was like 12 of those 15 seasons they were top 10 in points per game. Uh, I think even like three times they finished first in the league in points per game. I mean, this was a very successful offense in New Orleans. How does Russell Wilson fit into what Sean Payton does schematically? Well, it's not going to be a perfect fit. I know that sounds crazy, but if you look around the league, there's no such thing. There's no such thing as perfect anything. The idea is trying to get uh, both guys on the same page. And what I mean by that is trying to do a little of what Sean wants to do and do a little of what Russ wants to do. But in this case, we're going to see more of what Sean wants to do and try to get Russell to kind of buy into it. And it seemed as though that was somewhat of an issue last year under Nathaniel Hackett. But Sean Payton has a a resume, as we talked about, a resume of success. So Russ is just going to have to listen and trust Sean on what he's trying to tell him. And and some of those throws that we, we, we see from or we saw from Russell this past season, they're going to look a little different. And we know that Russell is vertically challenged. We've always known that. And the fact that Sean Payton was able to be successful, like you said, uh, a lot of passing yards in the league and Drew Brees broke Dan Marino's single season passing yards, uh, I guess one year, I think Dan threw for maybe 5,000 yards and Drew Brees broke that. But it's like, how can a guy who's not actually six feet accomplish that? And that was with the offensive line. And this offensive line is going to have to be changed in so many ways. And not just run blocking, but pass blocking as well. But they're going to be required to create passing lanes for Russell. And those short intermediate routes, that's where Russell is going to live. I know he wants to take shots down the field. That would happen. That Those things will be created throughout this offense. But is throwing in those passing windows. So, yes. Will he have to make some throws from the pocket? Absolutely. Will that be the only part of this offense that Sean Payton builds? No. It's going to be getting Russell on the move, and this is where things are going to be different and where Sean Payton himself will have to adjust because that's not been the history of his offense. When you went from Drew Brees to Teddy Bridgewater for a short period of time, it was pocket passing. When you had – Uh, Let me see. Andy Dalton, it was the same thing. Pocket passing. Jameis Winston, the same thing. But they still try to get him out. But this is going to be an adjustment, George, for both men. And we get a chance to have front row seats to see how well it works out. Yeah, I mean, I think that there's definitely going to be some adjustments. But the good thing is, is Sean Payton's one of the best at adjusting, right? Uh, we've seen that throughout his career and his his ability to scheme around, um, you know, what Drew Brees could and couldn't do. And then also what some of those other quarterbacks that you mentioned could and couldn't do. So 
I, I trust that he can figure it out with Russell. Um, you know, I, I think that in terms of the scheme, I, I'm not like super knowledgeable on it, but um, I know that there was some pocket passing in there, but it was also a lot of easier throws, right? There was, there was throws that were quick throws, get it out of Drew's hands, um, those sorts of situations. So I think that that's some of the stuff we could see. I, I just trust that Sean will be able to draw up some stuff that will make Russ's life a lot easier. What I want to ask you too, Nick, and this was what I was kind of hinting at in the first segment with, you know, not putting anybody on a pedestal, uh, those sorts of things. What do you think the relationship will be like between Sean Payton and Russell Wilson? And it seems like it's already sort of strong. I mean, I remember when I asked about Sean back in, you know, I think it was the last game of the season, I asked about the coaching search and what he thought of some of the early candidates. And Sean was obviously one of them. And Russell went on and on about how he's a wizard offensively, a great competitor. I mean, the quote's been floating around now the past few days. Um, but then we also hear Russell called Sean during the coaching search and talked to him. We don't know what that conversation was about. I would assume it's like, hey, you should come to Denver. Or uh, what do you think about you know coaching me? What was your plan for me if you were to come to Denver? But what do you think that relationship will look like between quarterback and coach? And how will it be different than what? Maybe we saw this last year. No, I, I first, let me start off by saying this. Uh, be careful what you ask for because you just might get it, right? Uh, last year with Hackett, Russell had a little more leeway of kind of dictating what he wanted to do. And, and obviously, it's smart for any uh, offensive coordinator to build your offense around a particular player and put on some of the plays that they're more comfortable with. Uh, like, as we said earlier, things are going to change as far as Sean Payton. That's not something that he, he will do. He would not really uh, go bow down to every beck and call of Russell Wilson. Now, there's going to be some compromise, and obviously you got to set your quarterback up, but this is going to be more of Sean Payton telling Russ, hey, listen, this is what I know that's successful. I know you did a lot of these things in Seattle, but here's what I know is a proven commodity and definitely can work not just for you, work for the team, because we have to remember it. It's not about you, Russ. It's about the team. And when you look at the the, the, the contract uh, that Sean Payton's going to receive, that five years, that's letting you know that he's not really tied to Russell Wilson, right? If things don't go well in this first year, then now the, the owners have enough money to just kind of part ways uh, with Russell. So there's a certain commitment that's made for this team for this, she this season, but also a long-term commitment for, for Sean Payton. So with that being said, he's walking in that building with a certain level of authority that maybe Nathaniel Hackett did not have. And I know Vance Joseph did not have when he was here. So it's about those two guys getting on the same page. And as quickly as they can, this team will go, go well, because we know once again, it, it wasn't necessarily the defense. That was an issue. The defense had their issues from time to time, it, it's about this offense and can both men, not just Russell, but this is Sean too as well, can, can both men kind of put their egos in their back pockets for this organization to now start to produce in the way, in the way that most of us had hoped last season. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I don't want to dive into just all of this last year of Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett, but this was definitely a humbling season for Russell. And I think that there's a part of him that understands that he needs to to go back to what he was doing that was successful in Seattle and, and go, get back to some of that stuff and maybe not do the stuff that they did this last year, right? Uh, and so I think he knows that he needs to, you know, trust Sean Payton, um, do as Sean Payton says, because uh, he has been successful and he's been successful with a quarterback similar, I guess, to to Russell. So I think he understands that, and I think he's going to be willing to accept that. So it's going to be really interesting to see. I wonder if Russell – I have no idea what he's doing right now in the offseason, but I wonder if he shows up to the press conference. It wouldn't shock me. I know, you know, typically some players usually show up uh, to the head coaching press conference and maybe he'll, you know, do a little scrum and, and talk. I'd love to hear Russell's perspective uh, not have to wait till, you know, whenever we'd see him again. I guess that'd be like OTAs. That'd be a long time from now. So I'd love to love to talk to him and see what he has to say about about Sean Payton. Um, but Nick, who are some other guys? other than Russell Wilson, because that's all we ever talk about is Russell Wilson. Who are some other guys on this roster that are going to benefit the most from Sean Payton? Well, I just kind of look at uh, the receiving core, right? Jerry Judy and uh, his, his role. We all know, uh, especially if you play fantasy football, oh, well, for the past two years, maybe not so. But before that, Michael Thomas was a dog in fantasy football because Sean Payton found ways to move him around, create certain matchups, and that relationship between Thomas and Drew Brees, man, it was something that was spot on. But I still look at the, the tight end position, right? We still don't know what Albuquerque Webunam is like. And I can tell you this, right, from the people I talked to and then knowing as though Sean Payton is a Bill Parcells guy, and, and, I, and I coached for uh, – I didn't coach for Bill, but I played for Bill, and he was, he was my coach in my, my younger days with the Jets. It's going to be no nonsense when it comes to inefficiencies uh, when it talking about dropping balls or blocking. So I don't know if uh, Apple Okawebunam will survive this uh, next coaching hire, but one guy that will, Greg Dulcich. When you think about the tight ends that uh, that played for Sean Payton, Jeremy Shockey, you had Brandon Cooks, uh, you also had Jimmy Graham. A lot of those guys were effective as far as outside the numbers but more importantly, down the middle of the field. So I expect for those guys to do well. Another guy, let's just say Cortland Sutton. Here's what we found out. When Cortland Sutton was set down, you know, most people, really, those people who hated on Jerry, they really found out he's one hell of a player. So what you can do, you can put a guy like Cortland Sutton in the slot, big body guy, and maybe not as fast, but that pass catching ability, that catch radius, reminds me of uh, Marcus Coaston, you know, guy who came, uh, out of um, a college in, in New York, it, it, I can't, it kind of I, I can't remember what it is right now. But was it, it Rutgers? No, it, it wasn't. Um, God, it's right on the tip of my tongue. Hold no, on, I'll find it out. Yeah, but Marcus Coaston was a big body wide receiver that they utilized in a the slot because 
of his size, he could take advantage of smaller DBs. That that would be a natural transition for a guy like Tim Patrick or Corlin Sutton. So those guys stand to gain a lot uh, from Sean Payton being on the team. He went to Hofstra. Yeah. Yes, it was on. Yeah, it, it was right there. I should have known. You had that. it. You had it. You had yeah. it. I'll give it yeah. to you. Uh, no, I agree. I, I think the wide receivers are the first ones to look at. Like, I think Jerry Judy is going to thrive in this offense. Like you said, I think he can kind of take over that Michael Thomas spot. Um, you know, Cortland Sutton, I think that he could have, you know, a, a big career in this offense. Um, you know, I think Greg Dulcich is a really good one, Nick. I mean, you think about, you know, I, I remember the Jimmy Graham days of he was that big tight end guy that you could find down the middle of the field, um, you know, in the red zone. I mean, he had some of his best years in New Orleans. And so I, I think that that is something they can replicate. I would also say the offensive line, right? Uh, you look at, um, you know, what Sean Payton's been able to do with the offensive lines in, in New Orleans. I mean, those were some of the best offensive lines in football. So I, I'm going to be interested to see how they maybe retool that. I wonder how many of the guys that we saw this last year are back. I wonder if they go out, they try and get some different guys in free agency. I would say they'll they'll draft some guys, but they don't have a ton of draft picks, uh, especially in the higher rounds of guys that could come in and start right away. But I, I would all I would assume all those guys, I would even say running back, Nick. I mean, look what he did. Uh, I know it was towards the end of his time in New Orleans, but Alvin Kamara, I mean, he was the best in the in the league uh, when Sean Payton was there. I mean, I, I don't know if they have that sort of a dynamic player. Obviously, we'll have to wait and see what Javante Williams comes back and looks like next year. Um, but I would assume this also is, is good news for our, uh, our boy Latavius Murray, right? I mean, he's very mm-hmm. familiar with Sean Payton. I wouldn't be shocked if Sean says, hey, yeah, let's bring this guy back. I know him. He's a veteran. I've, I'm not saying he'll be the, the guy to start the year, but I think he'll be in the room. Uh, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if they go out and they, they use one of those draft picks on a running back, Nick. Uh, there's also quite a few guys that will probably hit free agency. Obviously Barkley, I, I wouldn't, I, I don't think he'll leave New York, but who knows? Maybe they, they make a big shot at him, a big run at him. Uh, I think Joe Mixon's going to hit the market. Obviously he's been really good for the Bengals. So there, there's some, there's some guys out there that I wonder if they try to go after at running back because Sean Payton has had some success there as well. Well, here's one guy, uh, as you were saying that, I was thinking about uh, the roster itself. One guy who should be happy, I don't know how happy he is, but he should be, and that's Chase Evans. He, he was underutilized uh, as far as, in my opinion, last year on the Haggard. I know he got injured, but when he came back, he, he still wasn't utilized in the way that I expected him to be used. And you mentioned Alvin Kamara. I mean, when you think about what the offense was, and even Darren Sproles, when he was there, it was the screen game. They used the screen game to get their running backs involved. That's something that you know Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy have, have, have deployed for the Kansas City Chiefs effectively. They don't really hand the ball off. They just motion those guys out, swing routes, and just dump it off to them and just kind of let them make money. So for me, Chase Edmonds could emerge as the lead back until Javante comes back. And like you said, I would love to see Latarius Murray back in the fold, maybe not being the bell cow back, but being that change of pace back. So when you look at this offense and just the idea of Sean Payton, it looks great. It it looks great. And the team should put up more than 24 points because that's what they averaged the last two games of the season. And you hire Sean. So that means the point total should go up. Yeah, I agree. Is it is it really a, uh, is it really an episode of Touchdown Denver if Nick and I don't bring up Latavius Murray? 
society. It's a must. It's a must. It's a must. Uh, another guy too, and we'll take a quick break after this because it kind of leads into our next topic. Is I think Garrett Bowles might uh, benefit from this, and and not just Sean Payton, but I think the staff that he might hire. I mean, Mike Munchak is the guy that it sounds like could maybe be the offensive line coach. Um, that's been kind of thrown out there. Obviously, he's still, I believe, in town uh, in Denver. So I wonder if that could happen. And, and Garrett played his best ball under Munchak. So I wonder if that's a, a situation that that could arise. But Nick, we got to take a quick break and then we're going to dive into what what does this staff look like? Because there's some other names that are pretty familiar uh, to Broncos fans other than Mike Munchak that are being thrown around. 